Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice noticing deeply personal thoughts and feelings and preferences in a judgment-free zone in an effort to spread loving behavior all over the world so that we can all lead better-laid lives. Our guest today is a 25-year-old pansexual cis-Canadian woman who is ethnically Filipina and mostly speaks French but is using her English with us here today. She's in a three-year monogamous relationship currently with a man, 
And she's on a sexual journey of self-acceptance and awakening with a recent discovery of bondage. Welcome, Jem. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> so excited to have you. Okay, start off by rating yourself on a sexual shame meter just as you are today, with 10 being super full of shame and 1 or 0, however you want to say it, being like, nah, I'm good. I'd say like maybe like 3, 4. Like, I'm okay. pretty good. Just with the confinement imposed by COVID, I've had so much time to be bored and alone and self-reflect and just not having all of those like external influences and kind of like noises, especially with regards to like sex and relationships and all that. It's really been a time for me to be like, okay, well, what do I want to check out or learn about and kind of just do my own thing, but without like, I don't know, like when I listen to your podcast, like yeah. if my friends are it's on my computer, it's not like, oh shit, I need to like in my window because I'll think I'm weird listening to stuff like this. So that's given me like space for that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What is your sex life like right now? Just give us a little overview. Right now, well, I'm with someone that I love and trust and generally feel 100% comfortable with. So I'd say that this is like best relationship and best sex I've had ever. On that's pretty fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and now we're at that point where it's like, Okay, slowly trying to explore new things and also working the two of us on our ends to kind of like communicate more about our preferences and our and what we'd like to try. And we'll get into this later, but it sounds like that led to bondage. Yeah. <laughs> Take us back to your early years. When do you first remember hearing about sex and what did your little self think of it? So I'm pretty sure I was in grade one. I have a clear image in my mind that there were boys in my class who were like, laughing about drawings and I was like what are you laughing about and then to freak out the girls they show the drawings of like really bad stick men with big penises lying on top of stick women with really big boobs oh wow so that was like the first thing. Like, why why would they do that <laughs> and what is that <laughs> and then I have to say actually learning that it was sex that they were drawing and like actually understanding that oh it's a real thing I can't say that I remember a moment where it happened it was kind of like a oh everybody knows so just through like context uh, and like people being like oh yeah that's sex it was like okay I guess that's sex <laughs> and did your family ever talk about it oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> I'm from Vancouver BC all of my friends too were mostly Filipinos or other Asians and also all from very Catholic households were like we don't talk about sex like dating is like what you don't date until you're like 18 20 whatever like take it back and like already like uh, I was 13 when I got here. One of my classmates had a 14th birthday party and was like, oh, yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah. come over, sleep over. My parents bought us a 12 pack of beer. And I was like, wait, what? Your parents bought for a bunch of minors beer? And like, yeah, yeah. And then another friend like, oh, do we invite boys too? Would your parents let the boys? Oh, no, not this time. I'm like, wait, what? Boys Whoa. sleep over with beer? And your parents know like they are there and they accept this? And like just growing up, like in a new culture where like, yeah, it's totally normal for like teenagers to have their partners sleep over under their parents' roof and the parents totally know they're having sex. Whoa. <laughs> the first time I actually met my partner's father <laughs> was because I had slept over at his place and I met him in the morning and, and <laughs> he was like, oh, that's why I heard two sets of footsteps coming in at midnight. And I was like, yes, hello in my head. Kill me kill me now also take two sets of footsteps and i just think like well what else did you hear 
super, super Catholic family. Well, my I'd say my parents are less intense than my grandparents. It's not something that's ever talked about. Relationships are also very like it's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And they come together and they have sexual encounters to procreate because that's what God made sex for. <sighs> so it's kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you got those messages kind of implicitly or did they ever explicitly say that or was that just from church? More implicitly because okay. I don't I don't think I've ever heard my parents talk about sex ever. Wow. <laughs> did you get sex ed in school? In my high schools, yeah. Uh, before I moved to where I am living now, the high school that I had actually had a really great sex ed courses that was really uh, pretty complete and for every year of high school, there was actually supposed to be like add-ons about like sexuality Ooh. and like different interests or fetishes and stuff. Like, so I was in like the first year of high school, so we just got the overview of what safe sex and how to use a condom with like the weird like demonstrations yeah. there. <laughs> and then after that, basic like protect yourself against STDs, nothing really. And did you ever get any lessons about consent? Honestly, I don't think so. Okay. For both of my high schools, it was all girls' schools. And the way it was taught is more like a be careful and protect yourselves because you're vulnerable and this could impact your life negatively if you don't do it. It was more like fear modeling yeah. as opposed to like you're allowed to do it and you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to say yes and here's how you can do it safely and yeah. responsibly. Tell us, how did your own personal sexual journey begin? I was actually, well, I guess pretty late compared to my peers in that my first sexual experiences were really... Uh, by the time I was in college, so college here, I think, is the equivalent to, like, maybe last year of high school, I think, in the States. Mm. Yeah, 17, 17 or 18, actually. Okay. And it was just because at parties, people were hooking up. And one of my best friends, she actually finally started dating a guy and was telling me, like, oh, I've had sexual experiences. And then at some point, I was like, well, fuck, what I want them to do. <laughs> at like a movie night uh, while we were drinking definitely was not sober somehow wound up just like snuggling up to some guy and then everyone was going to bed and I was like oh we'll share a bed together (laughs) and we went off to a room and I gave my first (laughs) blowjob that's very bold did you know him at all he's just some guy (laughs) you just you were just like I'm going for it a mutual friend of a friend but like in retrospect definitely was not safe responsible because like we didn't discuss stds or protection or anything so i definitely didn't with my first blowjob either also i think neither of us were very experienced at that point had you been touching yourself already at this point and how did you know how to give a blowjob oops one question at a time Ah! in college i was actually restarting to touch myself a little bit but like was never fully comfortable and like also just like mentally like I guess motivated enough to try and make myself orgasm because I'd never orgasm mm-hmm. like either alone or with a partner so at some point it was like just like getting frustrating so yeah. like ugh, leaving that but I had actually started touching myself like in my mind it wasn't sexual in any way when I was like really young mm-hmm. just like lying on my belly and then I'd kind of like rub myself with my fingers it was really nice yeah. and <laughs> I did stop eventually though because my dad caught me because I was like my sister, my little sister, who's two years younger about, about it. And like, we we're just like on our bunk beds. And I was like, no, if you lie in your building, you go like this. And then my dad walks in the room. What are you doing? Huge spanking. Uh, and like, never do that again. That's like inappropriate and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't understand why. So yeah. I was like, okay, never going to do it again. And I think that's also like maybe the first time I kind of associated like trying to pleasure myself in a some certain way with like, oh, it's something to be ashamed of. You're not allowed to do it. 
Have you ever talked to your sister since and been like, hey, so did you ever keep touching yourself or after like, like, that's is that a conversation you would have? No, I haven't. But that would be a really fun conversation to have. I think, with her. Okay, Thanks. if you ever do, will you please tell me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially since like she actually had like I was saying, like when I got to college, I was like, Ugh, I want to get it over with because like, I feel like I'm being left behind because by then my sister was like already having sex and I knew about it and was, she'd had like multiple boyfriends and everything. So I was like, well, I want to I want to jump on that bandwagon, too. <laughs> OK, so how did you know how to give that blowjob? Like what made you so bold? <laughs> Probably a good amount of that was alcohol. <laughs> sure, sure. Like for sure. Oh, I think there was some weed, too. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think porn i had already seen it a couple of times in porn as to like knowing how i don't know i guess like i guess i'm like an oral type of person Mm -hmm. that like i really like having things me too like clicking things and stuff like that so i was like oh this like i really 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 love giving blowjobs yeah so it was like i guess more of like oh it's fun exploring like at the same time okay i heard a moan so i guess that's a good thing so Mm -hmm. yeah so did you end up sharing a bed with this person in this experience? Yeah, yeah. I just gave him a blowjob and then he fell asleep. <laughs> and when did you start becoming aware of your pansexual side? It was also in college. I didn't realize that it was like a sexual attraction at first that I had towards one of my female friends. Yeah. But there's just like something about her that I found so magnetic and like attractive. Like I loved her charisma and everything. Yeah. But then nothing ever really came of it because uh, around that time, too, I had actually met my first boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then wound up getting into a relationship with him instead. So, see, I had my first boyfriend. I think we were together for a good, like, two and a half years and then a third year, like, another full year, like, on and off. It was ambiguous, during which I was, like, really questioning myself about, like, whether I liked women or men Mm -hmm. because sexually it was really frustrating with my first boyfriend since I never had an orgasm. Never, not once. No, 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 not even alone or with him. And like, part of me was like, oh my God, is it, is it like, am I broken or Mm. is it just, maybe it's because I am gay. So it was like a lot of conflict. And then like, at the same time, like having grown up with like all that, like Catholic guilt, like I I can't be gay. Like I'm not allowed to like women. I'm going to be disowned. So (laughs) it was a very weird period of time. And I think it was maybe like four years ago like before I uh, started dating my current partner that I was like, you know what, let's just try and explore. And I realized like I am attracted to men and women equally in the sense that it's not their genders or their bodies that attract me. It's really their personalities Mm -hmm. um, and the connection I feel with them. Yeah. Will you tell us the details of your lady parts? Well, one of like my favorite, favorite things is like, I don't know if this is going to be too much detail. Nope, but hey, never. I, nope, not here. <laughs> this is not the place where you give too like, much detail. If it's illegal and consensual, <laughs> it's not too much details. <laughs> true, true, true. So, like, doggy styling. Like, when I'm with a male partner, I think that length, it's not a big deal for me. It's really the girth. Mm-hmm, like, I like mm-hmm. feeling full. Yeah. And I really like it when it's at just the right speeds so that the balls hit against my clitoris. I absolutely love it. And, like, the mix of clitoral and vaginal stimulation are really, like, my all-time favorites. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much the only way I'll come with a partner is if I'm getting oral while being fingered or certain yep. positions where there's like just enough friction yep. around my clit area to have that as well as the, the G-spot same. kind of. Same, same. I read a statistic. Let's see. 
No. I was listening to the masterclass of Dr. Emily Morse, who is Sex with Emily, the host of Sex with Emily, and she was talking about how women whose clitori, clitori, clitorises, what's the plural of clitoris? Women with a clitoris that is more than an inch from their vaginal canal have a harder time orgasming from penetration alone. And so I just thought it was cool that there was a measurement involved. So when you're masturbating now, can you make mm-hmm. yourself come? Have you figured out your secrets? I can with a vibrator. Mm-hmm. So usually I have to like start warming up with like more fingers. And then with the vibrator, I'll have to actually really put it on both modes. So because I have like one of them. Like a rabbit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a part that goes in and then part for simulating the clit with like a bunch of settings. And then I'll just put that in, lie on my belly and kind of like rub against like yeah. a bed or a pillow at the same time. And it can be pretty fast depending. Yeah, yeah. Do you actually use all the different settings? Because I feel like when I get a vibrator that has like a million settings, I usually find one I like and stick to it. The only reason I go through the other settings is really just because like I'm really bad with the button. <laughs> so I kind of like, is this the one? No, no, next, no, next. Like, oh, okay, it was that button combination. <laughs> yeah, I will maybe sometimes do it to tease myself, but like very briefly. I'm too impatient. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, when you know your favorite, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Have you played around at all with your backdoor hole? Are you into butt stuff at all? Yeah. So I say ambiguous in that. I've never really had like a particularly interesting experience with a partner, nor have I had like an anal orgasm, though I'd be very, very curious and like actually in one of my fantasies to totally. try that again. Uh, but with my first boyfriend, I forget why. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, with my first boyfriend, since like it was so hard for me to come, we're like, okay, we'll try like different things here and there. And we're like, oh, let's, let's try, you know. <laughs> so I tried it and it's been so long now. Oh, my yeah. God. But from what I remember, I did really enjoy it. Like, I already just really love getting licked around my anus. Mm -hmm. So that feels really pleasurable. And, like, from what I remember, it really made me feel like I wanted double penetration, actually. Like, just having something in my anus. I was, like, automatically wanting something. Yes. (laughs) That's how I feel. That's why I'm like, what? This turns me on, but I want it. And it's like, I want everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any partners between blowjob guy your first blowjob guy and that first boyfriend were there any experiences in there that we need to hear about in between those two no because it was blowjob guy and then another party like maybe a month later had sex with my first boyfriend for the first time and it was kind of funny just because like again it was party mode like we weren't dating even then so like we had sex and then like right after i just remember he turns around looks at me and goes like you know i don't love you right (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I appreciate you, but for sure, like, oh. I'm not gonna like be emotionally attached to you just because we had sex. Thank you. I do think boys get that message really loud and clear. At least all of my initial rejections, trying to lose my virginity, kind of like hammered home that message. They were like, "No, it's too much," and I'm like, "What? No, I want to fuck." Like, come on, <laughs> it's just sex. It's okay. How, yeah, yeah. How did that affect you? Well, I was kind of like surprised, but at the same time, I was like, well. Thank you for the clear communication. But at the same time, like, I'm not, like, naive. And then, like, after that, what affected me more, though, was, like, the aftermath, like, the next day when we're like, okay, are we going to start dating? Like, do we tell people or do we just, like, in here we have a term that's, like, fréquentation to say that, like, it's not a fuck friend, but you're not dating. So it's really, like, that 
in between kind mm. of zone, I guess. So he kind of we started there and he was saying like, okay, but like for a relationship, like we'll have to take it slow, get to know each other. And I was like, okay, so we take it slow so like we can wait till we're sure about our feelings before having sex. And he was like, no, no, sex is out of the window now. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. How did, yeah, how did you feel about that? Well, I think it was one of the first times that I was like, okay, so I guess sex is really an expectation. Mm. In that context, I was like, okay, so I guess it's an expectation more like from men coming from them and kind of that that feeling of like, okay, well, especially now that we've done it once, it's kind of like, so it's been done once. So now it's like he's got a free pass to get it whenever. I'm trying to create new expectations in each new person that I talk to, which I've been like really unsuccessful at, but I'm just going to keep trying. (laughs) I don't want to have sex with someone if they don't want to put in like a minimal amount of effort to make me want to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. I think I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I definitely want to have sex, but I'd like to be enticed, please. Like show me, show me what you have to offer. Like, don't just, don't just expect to climb up on me for five minutes and then be like, go, go get a blow up doll. Like, (laughs) (laughs) For sure, like now I'm at a point where I'm like, just from those first experiences to where I am now, like I've realized like for sure if I don't feel like I have like at least a certain level of attraction and I find someone like intellectually and emotionally interesting, it's like off the table. Like, no, I'm not going to be relaxed around you. I'm not going to be comfortable. And I'll like just like be there. You'll finish. And I'm one of those women who I've never once in my life faked an orgasm Mm. because I'm like, no, like already that I feel sometimes like the times that I felt obligated to have sex with you, like just because. You bought me a beer or whatever. Well, okay, we had sex. You came. Cool. And no, you're not able to make me come because it wasn't that much more interesting for me. And you deserve to know that. No, yeah. you're not as good in bed as you probably think you are. So do you you tell them like afterwards, you're like, by the way, I didn't come or do they ask or how does it come up? Here, most men are like, okay, so did you come yet? Did you come yet? And I'm like, <sighs> no, no. And now that it's been asked, like, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> that shuts me down completely. Have you ever had anyone offer, like, like a collaboration? Like, hey, I'd like to make you come. How do I do that? Or what can we do? Or, like, is there ever slowness? Or is it just like, did you do it? Are you done? Did you, could you take care of yourself? Like, oh, it, it's been, like, like the second, for sure. Like, the, okay. oh, okay, is it done? And then, like, oh, okay, it's not done yet. And then, like, suddenly they try doing something else without, like, asking, asking. like, what would you like? Okay. Like, I remember... <laughs> my friends laughed at me for so long about this and they gave the guy the nickname Colgate because I had one one night stand and like at the end he came and he's like okay it's your turn I'm like oh no like I didn't and like really it's late I'm tired it's it's fine it's like no 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 I'll be right back comes back with like his you know those like machine toothbrushes yeah and just started rubbing it on my clit and I was just like oh my god wait (laughs) he like out of the blue was like I'll use my electric toothbrush as a vibrator Okay, I actually think that's kind of adorable. But, like, talk about it first. Don't just do it. Points for trying. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that first relationship? Because I think my first relationship was similar in that I was trying to figure out sex. And I thought that I should be able to figure it out because I had a relationship. What was your experience like? Or what were your sexual thoughts like in that time? As a whole, I think that in that relationship... Well, it's definitely not the best for me just globally in terms of my headspace because it was like a really like a, okay, if I'm here, I need to be des- desirable. I need to be worthy and to be all of those things. 
I have to please this other person and I have to live up to their expectations of me, even when those are ambiguous. And I just decide in my head, like, oh, I have to be great at everything. Yeah, it's like we make these little cages for ourselves because we assume other people want a certain thing or we have to be away. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah. In our case, too, like, because it was my first relationship, but his second and he already knew his sexual preferences. It was like, okay, I felt even like more of that pressure and weight on myself because I was like, okay, I'm behind. And if we're having problems, it's clearly not his fault because he knows what he likes. It's my fault because I don't know what I like. So it was like really heavy on myself. And I think that one of the most difficult parts in that relationship was, well, he actually had a couple of fetishes. And I mean, like, I was like, okay, I don't really know anything about them. I was like, I'll learn now, like role play, short stories, whatever videos. So I did all those things for him. But he never went forward and asked, like, do you want us to try and like look for things for you? So it's always like really like a very one way Mm. kind of relationship in that sense. And that just like kind of enforced the, well, if you want something, it's your job to find it all by yourself and present it. But if you're still iffy about it, then it's not worth discussing or bringing up kind of. How did that affect your attitude towards sex at the time? Like, honestly, it. Like by the end of the relationship, especially, it was like a we do it because we're in a relationship and it's an it's something that was expected. Like it wasn't even pleasurable and fun, like to the point where our last year together was like an on and off because he moved to another town and was really ambiguous if we were doing long distance or open relationship. But like before he moved away, like just communication in general was not great <laughs> with that particular partner. And I remember like, I was like, okay, so if I want to have pleasure during sex and I have to take care of myself before I do anything for him, because as soon as I, I'd get into his fetishes, like it'd be like five minutes tops, like kind oh, of thing. Wow. And like, and it's like, it's done. There's like, no, oh, okay. I came. So like, let me pleasure you for a while. No, it was really, it was really like his thing. So near the end, I would always make sure that we were drinking cocktails before even like getting into foreplay. Like I needed alcohol at that point just to kind of like relax and like find a headspace where I was like, okay, this isn't going to bother me at least. And maybe I'll have a bit more pleasure than I usually do. So congratulations for moving on from that relationship. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Did you experience any pleasure in the relationship actually? Like the act of sex minus, you know, because I know it's not all, but did your physical body or your physical experience include pleasure much? I think that I was just so stressed all the time. Mm. And I'm someone like, as soon as I am stressed, like, because I do already just have like generalized anxiety yeah. in life, I can shut down pretty bad and kind of just like, like, I'll be there. But like, in like, I'm observing in my own head what's happening. And like, okay oh shit it's been like 30 seconds since I moaned I should probably moan now oh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) kind of like that's like I mean like the first few times like yeah it was it was great and then no it it got pretty repetitive and I kind of just like accepted that because I was like well this is someone that cares for me and like this is like yeah 17 years old so like not fully confident either as a person so it was always like you are who you are. You're probably not going to find a better relationship. So like settle for this kind of. Yeah. So after that, when did you have an orgasm again? I actually had my first orgasm two years ago. Okay. With a girl. Ooh. (laughs) I had a female colleague when one of my summer jobs and we got along really great. And I knew that she was actually part of a polyamorous relationship of like, it was like an open couple, but then they wound up getting together the three of them yeah. 
and we were still in touch and I had always found her super cute and we were doing like an evening with friends and I'd been mentioning to my current partner for a while like like right from the get-go I told him like first date probably I mentioned like by the way I'm really attracted to women too just so you know and I'd mentioned like oh yeah my friend's in town and like it'd be fun to maybe like you know invite her over sexy playtime maybe what do you think and he's like yeah sure why not um Cool. So, uh, yeah, she wound up coming over. As it so happened, uh, she wasn't the type of girl that he is necessarily attracted to. So, like, we started, uh, like, all making out and stuff. But then at some point, he kind of, like, retreated and, like, let us do our thing more. Mm. And also, I think that was also, like, after the fact I had sex with that lovely person. Um, my boyfriend mentioned to me, like, yeah, I think that one of the reasons I actually had to draw back was, like, because that was when he realized, okay, she wasn't just, like, one of those girls, like, who gets drunk and makes up with other girls. And, yeah. That's why she likes girls. Like, no, no, she really she likes, really likes girls, girls too. Well, I'm glad it clicked for him. Exactly. I was like, well, now you know, and you actually really completely yeah. understand. We we're making out, like touching each other, and she was also giving me tips because it was like really my first. I'd been like three girls before, but this was like my first time with one that I actually knew and that I was communicating actively with yeah. during sex, which was really nice because she'd be like, oh, actually, could you try this more? And like would you want me to try it on you? And then you try it on me so that you understand. It's like, yeah, yeah. sure. Let's, let's do it like that. Is it too personal to ask like how you had your first orgasm? Like, was she going down no, on you? Not that at all. Just, okay. We were just like making out on top of each other at some point and you know, like your legs overlap kind of. And I guess it made it so that like both of our clips were kind of against each other's hip bones kind of, and just like grinding. It was like in that position. And it was also like a part, like a part of my mind though, like mentally as we're making out and stuff, it was like coming to peace with like, oh, this is like, I'm really, I'm sexually attracted to women, like yeah. very much. And I just remember thinking to myself, wow, I, I am so gay. I am so, so gay. <laughs> and then coming. <laughs> Will you tell us about those three women in the interim? Yeah. My very first experience was in my first year of university. And unfortunately, I don't really remember it because it was also at a party. Okay. For our program, at the end of the winter session, we rent a big cottage. Anyone who wants to go ends up going and like you can have like a room there nice. and everything. So yeah, somehow I wound up meeting a girl uh, who was graduating that year and we hit it off. And we were we got to the bedroom, made out, and she went down on me. It was amazing. And then I had to stop her to go get really sick and vomit in the bathroom. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was the first, first real one. And then another one was also more like a flirtation at a bar. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't really have sex or anything, but like went to the bathroom, heavy petting <laughs> style. Uh, and then the last one uh, was another colleague in a different job. You know those people who like, like, without them ever actually saying or doing anything explicitly sexual, like, they just give off, like, very strong sexual vibe. Yep. And, like, in a very, like, dominant and confident way. And I just found her so, so attractive. Mm. We went on a couple of days and then slept together a couple of times. And then that was it. And then mm -hmm. I kind of finished, like, slightly awkward just because I think communication was not very clear. I'm also pretty sure that I'm one of the first girls that she wasn't able to make cup oh. <laughs> and because like we never really discussed and I hadn't told her either beforehand like by the way I've never had an orgasm yeah. and it might be really difficult so it's like it's not a you thing it's a me thing yeah. we never we didn't have that before so I think 
it just kind of feathered into like a, oh, well, we'll just stay friends. Kind of. I never told any of my partners that it was so tough for me to come. It sounds like you didn't have the tools to have that conversation. I know that I didn't when I was younger. Oh, no, for sure. And like, some like I'd ask my friends like so like how like what's your sex life without asking yeah. like because people are always like oh communication is key but like no one's ever like yeah communication like very explicitly about sex is also really important yeah. and general conversations like hey what's your sex like life like yeah. <laughs> but it's never been like I never actually asked like hey how do you talk to your partner yeah. about sex and what you like per se so it's more like oh they do this and that's so like okay I guess I'll try those techniques okay. or positions or see um yeah but no for sure it's it's a very like the only accessible tool when you're kind of questioning your sexuality is basically porn but that's definitely not right <laughs> a great reference point all the time totally does your family know that you're pansexual I had actually brought it up with my dad only. I think okay. my dad and my sister. Because, like, again, like, my parents don't talk about this, like, yeah. ever yeah. Like, at all. Like, not even, like, safe sex, birth control, nothing, nothing, nothing. So it's always been, like, me going towards them just, like, by the way, random truth bomb. <laughs> Here you go. Because, like, my sister actually got pregnant four years ago now. And, like, when my parents found out, like, we were just, like, here because she was in another province at that mm-hmm. time. And I just remember sitting at the dinner table with my parents and like they were still really quiet and like in their heads and it's like, hey, guys, just so you know, I've been using your insurance for my birth control for the past two years without telling you. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, that's that's responsible. <laughs> and ended at that. But they were so uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it was a lovely conversation. And I forget why we were... Again, I probably just brought it up really randomly with my dad after we had like a more like heart to heart conversation about like how we're doing and stuff. And I was like, oh, by the way, like I was asking him what he thought about my current partner. And I was like, hey, dad, like in the hypothetical, if I had brought home a girl instead, like how would you have taken that? He goes, well, I mean, it's it's your choice. I probably wouldn't understand. It might it would probably take me a while to be perfectly honest. And then he said, but like I'd still love you and it wouldn't change who you are as a person in my mind. But your mom might freak out. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like based on the fact that you didn't share that with her, that he's right. Yeah. 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 Well, I figured like it'll be like it's a need to know. Like if I have a female part. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office. No dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. 
He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Partner one day, then they will know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Oh, there's so many things I want to ask you. Okay. I'm curious about bondage. I'm curious about <laughs> if, are you the submissive or are you discovering your dominant self? See, I have to say that I don't even know because I like, cool. really baby entering it. Yeah. And like, it's something that I've always kind of been like, ish curious about like friends being like oh it's so nice to have like a really dominant male in mm. control and like choking and that like it never particularly appealed to me and like the times that I had looked at the porn like in my mind it was really like okay so I'd just be being debased basically or humiliated I get very like, alarmed I watching most kinky porn like it like it it scares, scares me <laughs> it scares me and I love getting beatings and like being used very roughly so that so I just like to point that out to people because like some people are like oh yeah I watched porn and then I knew exactly what I liked I was not one of those people like I had to sort of figure it out by trying yeah, see, say, same thing. Like every time I'd watch it, I'd be like, oh, like, no, no. Like it would start interesting and then I'd be like, okay, hard pass. Like yeah. this is not for me. And then a couple of months ago, I was talking to a girl, a female friend of mine who mentioned that her partner suddenly brought up BDSM. The way that he brought it up to her though, was by buying like $800 worth of like hardcore gear, like whips and like chains and like all of the things. And then just showing her pictures of like the things like, by the way, these are coming in the mail. It's just like from far away because it's from on Etsy. So you're not going to get them yet, but we're going to try this. Merry Christmas. And like, she told me like, I just burst into tears and left. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. And also like the basis of kink is explicit negotiation ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. Okay. So that's, I'm glad you shared that story. So listeners, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't. Did they ever? Did they work it out? They did because, like, also, listeners do not do this. The way you presented it is this is what I like. And if you don't want to do this with me, then we have to break up. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Took a good while. They, but then, so they talked it out and she told him, like, yeah, we have to negotiate this. Like, write me a list of exactly what you want. And he was one of those people who's like, oh, but I saw it on porn, never tried it. So she was like, so you've seen it, but you've never tried it. So you don't actually know if you like it, but you want to do it to me. Like, no, that's not going to work. So she made him write out a list of all the things that interest him. And then kind of like, it kind of reminds me of the contract signing in Fifty Shades of Grey. She's like, nope. Yeah. The yes, no, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. And thank goodness that she had the wherewithal to suggest that because from swiping and trying to meet people, there are too many it's only been dudes. I've not yet encountered a female or trans person that was like, I'm into this stuff. I never took a class. I want to choke you. <laughs> I want to ki- I want to hit you and, and like do all these extreme things. So did she end up liking any of it? They've started 
try things out like slowly like her being tied up and already she's like okay yeah she like i think her biggest thing is like don't hit like she does not want to be hit yeah like for sure like all like anything that's like more rough trust is not there yet just because trust was very much broken in the way that the subject was brought about yeah that's like a surefire way to get someone to like shut down and give a big huge no because it's so scary what a scary way to present it it is especially like because she wasn't familiar with it never really watched any porn that way either so you just see like all this what essentially looks like medieval torture gear and you're just like but what what's gonna happen with it and she had like basically she had kind of shown me some of the pictures and i was like huh some of it is like no but then other parts is like kind of like weird yeah but maybe maybe but that's, that's exactly it. It's like that's the process that you should have that opportunity for curiosity and that opportunity for the question and the dialogue around it. Because it's mm-hmm. like there's so much stuff that could be yummy. But OK, so did you have a dialogue with your partner? We did. I'd asked him about it and he'd always said like relatively neutral, like never felt the need to explore that that type of sexual play. Like in general, like I had told him before to like. When we, when we have sex, like, I'd ask him to be more rough, but, like, not hit me or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, be, like, not be shy, but, like, grabbing, grabbing me firmly, yeah. grabbing my hair, yeah. like, grabbing around the neck, like, really, like, just, like, possessing yeah. me, basically. Yeah. And, like, for him, it's like, oh, but, like, I'm really worried I'm gonna hurt you. So, he was like, I, I think, like, the first time I tried, like, I told him, like, no, like, for real, like, while I'm giving you a blowjob, grab my hair and, like, kind of guide me, like, don't choke me on your dick, guide me. And I just remember that. He just basically took the tips of his fingers and then just kind of like grabbed literally like one thin ass strand of hair. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't say that to him, did you? I was like, stop. If you if you can't do it, it's okay. Just, just don't don't hold one part of my hair while I do it because it's just going to feel weird. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah, totally. It's very, uh, yeah. So how has that conversation unfolded? You said at the beginning that you've been having more and it led to bondage. The original question yeah. that I wanted to get to, too, with anxiety, which I just have to ask where I'm going to explode. <laughs> Does kink, do you see a way that it might lower your anxiety so that you can enjoy more of your physical body? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it was actually pretty surprisingly instantaneous. Because, like, see, when we we're talking about bondage and everything, he was me, like, no, I'm not. Like, he's not actually interested in dominating. Definitely not in- interested in being a sub. And for my part, like, because of the anxiety thing, like, I generally preferred sex and got the most pleasure out of it when I was initiating mm. just because that if I was initiating it's because I was in a good headspace mm. I was calm or I felt attractive or yeah. accomplished and I want to do this and like pleasuring my partner and like knowing that I'm pleasuring him and he finds me desirable that's really what excites me the most yeah. so like we were talking about it and he mentioned like well something that he had seen was like in a, like a porn video once like a girl that had like kind of like like, you know, those corsets, but it was like basically like all ropes and like, yeah, kind of like shepherd boobs and everything. He was like, Yeah, I, I found that really attractive and it would be cool if you could, if we could find something like that. And I was like, Okay, uh, shopped around and then like went up on the Etsy page. And I was like, Oh, wait, is I talked to that friend who got that barrage of pictures on Christmas. I was like, Hey, is this what the site that he used? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So I wound up finding this really gorgeous leather harness kit with cuffs and a collar and like as well as the top that I just got today (gasps) so I'm like really excited about that like also like a top harness like with like different rings that you can cuff onto and stuff so I was like oh sweet 
sweet. So we ordered that, came a month later, and then like actually just last week it came in and I was like trying it and I was like, huh, I feel actually surprisingly very sexy in it. And like he absolutely loved it. And like he freaking loved the smell of leather too. So <laughs> that was like a huge like sensory stimulus. And like the second that my hands were cuffed behind my back and I was like on my knees leaning forward, like I had never felt my body just relax oh. so quickly during sex. Like that I was like, so oh, funny. like I'm fine. This is like a safe space. Yes. This is someone who loves me. This is someone I trust. And like it just like completely let go. And like for him, I think because instead of like grabbing firmly onto me and my skin, because he would be grabbing onto the bits of leather, then he actually allowed himself to be like a lot more rough. And like after he told me like I love that, it felt like I was being really possessive of you and you were mine and I could do whatever I wanted with you. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what, what are you guys going to explore? What are you planning to explore? Like what's on the horizons here? Or like, what are you fantasizing about? Well, for sure. Next thing that we'd like to get is um one of those, you know, those like strap kits you put like under your mattress. Mm-hmm. And that way you I have to, one like, person. There you go. I accidentally made mine visible to a group of young college students who were performing a play in my house and we went to move the bed and I just went bright <laughs> red and then all of us burst out laughing. Like we were, I was just like, <gasps> like, that is exactly what you think it all is. Yep. <laughs> like, so for sure that and, um, no, so far, I think it'd be really strong with that. I'd also like for us to maybe get a, a gag just because, like, yeah. again, like super relaxed and I get really loud. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, because like when we're doing it with like all the gear and stuff, like I literally just I had to stop him for a second. I was like, just give me a pillow. He's like, why? It's like, no, give me a pillow. I need to bite something yeah. or I'm going to yeah. bother the neighbor. Yeah. And that's where we're starting with bondage. And I know like one of the fancies is mentioned me that I'd totally be open for is like he, I guess you'd call it is kind of an exhibitionist like he really enjoys sex in like public places mm. where it's also probably well actually it's not probably it, it's totally illegal to be having sex in public places but doing that kind of excites him and like the idea um he's mentioned a few times like of having sex with another couple not just like interchanging unless like maybe we feel like it or we're all attracted but just like that kind of like being like in a room with other people yeah kind of a situation yeah. which Probably won't happen anytime soon because of COVID. COVID, yeah, but but on the horizon. Also, so lovely that you're talking about these things. Have you always been discussing, or is the is talking about your next steps newer? Mm, I think we've always had pretty good communication from the get go because we well we met on Tinder, mm. so like already like didn't know each other, and I was like, hell, I have nothing to lose, so I'm like, you know what? If it's gonna be a first date, I'm not gonna waste my time. These are all the things I've done, different people I've done it with. Some are still in my life. So you got to deal with that and not be awkward because I'll still invite them over for dinner. <laughs> not ask permission. And like, yeah, sexual preferences. And I guess just because like I basically kicked that door down, mm-hmm. <laughs> he reciprocated as well. And told me like, well, this is what I like. And I think we've always like been clear about like how we like to be pleasured or like exploring, but never like the, oh, like, I think now we're at that stage where it's like, well, let's maybe be more adventurous or like try uh, try different types of ways to play. (laughs) Are there other horizon things, though, that we should know about? Because I kind of interrupted you after two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I would like it to be on the horizon, but (laughs) 
So far, he's been like, no about it. I really want to try pegging. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, being in control, I think it's always something that I look for in life, too, just to balance out the anxiety. In bed as well, it's like, I definitely like positions where I'm on top or I'm the one controlling the pace. Yeah. I really want to try pegging him. Yeah. I know that before me, he was with a male partner. It was, like, his first experience um, with a male. Uh, but he's like, nope. No, I'll do it with a guy, but I won't do it with you. And I was like, but why? Interesting. Has he shared why? He told me that his main reason was like that one with his, when he was trying it with a guy, wasn't something that he got a lot of pleasure out of. Okay. First day. Apparently the guy was pretty big. Too, so first time with bigs are. He has never said it this way, but knowing him, mm-hmm. it's like his masculine ego mm-hmm. of like, no, 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 no. I'm the one penetrating, not being penetrating. So does he like licking? Are you allowed to lick him or finger at all? Yeah, okay. licking and like light fingering. Like, okay, got it. As in, it's too deep. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like just the hand around. reaches around and like grabs my arm. It's like, no. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, so this is what I want to follow up on. And you can definitely tell me more things as they come up. But mm-hmm. you described your relationship as monogamous. But it sounds like there is room if you're together to play with others, to bring them in together. Yeah, so we've definitely... Uh, at least entertain the conversations and like that time too with my my female friend who came over possibly something that we would do again uh it's just like <laughs> i think like the difficulty will be finding some that we're both someone that we're both equally attracted to but for sure not close to the idea uh, like a threesome or foursome even could be really interesting to try eventually well because also I'm just thinking, too, like, perhaps that's an opportunity for you to wear a strap on and do some thrusting to another, you know, to a female person. Would you want to fuck a chick with a strap on in either hole? Oh, definitely. Definitely in my fantasy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. My latest lesbian fantasy is a double-sided dildo, not just a field dough, because, like, I have a field dough, which is, like, the base goes inside of you, so it's a strapless strap on. Oh, like, like it's like a bulb. Yeah, it's like a bulb. Yeah, yeah. I found it incredibly hard to control. I've only used it two or three times, and, like, it was, I was just like, I don't know what I'm I doing. Like it would, like, fall it's, like, like, at it's, weird times. I just, did, I just felt like I didn't have the control that I would want, but then I also was like, maybe I should do a million kegels and come back to it, you know, and, <laughs> and I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's on my horizon yeah. maybe i don't know <laughs> but would he be into just watching if you're not attracted to the same types of people like is he in like when you were with your friend before was he still like involved and just like sitting back or did he like leave the room and exit or whatever he did leave the room okay. at a certain okay. point okay. so like again that was like a first experience though too. Yeah. Like, yeah. the first time of him ever seeing me with a female partner for sure so i think it was also was like, like that shock of like yeah. I need to like, <laughs> integrate this in another space and I'll, just, totally. I'll let them do their thing. That's awesome. Um, but no, I, I definitely think that he'd be open to watching. Like for me, I'd actually, like I've told him, like sometimes when I touch myself, I picture him with other girls. Ooh, so <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I get really excited by the idea of seeing him pleasuring someone else cool. and like just him again, like just being in control so maybe I do want him to be more of a dom in life. Would know. you Would you ever want to get like strapped or attached to a wall or stuck inside a cage or put behind a fence and watch watch him pleasure somebody else from there? Ooh, never thought about that. I thought about like being like hidden behind like a double sided mirror Ooh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like even just like the. This is gonna probably sound weird, but like even just like imagine like catching him 
cheating on me. So like me watching him with another person, but without him even knowing. knowing it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's definitely like, a fun fantasy. And then in real life, it would be like, ah! Real life, I'd like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh no, yeah. that shit would hit the fan. Totally, totally. <laughs> but maybe as a role play too. I mean, that could be like a mm-hmm. really fun role play to play out, especially if you ever found someone that he was into that you weren't, but you felt like a comfort or whatever. I don't know. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Just throwing out ideas. I love to brainstorm. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. What are some of the other things that you just love about sex in general? I like having my nipples played with, like, a lot. And also, like, my neck is crazy sensitive, too, so... Yeah. This is also something that I've been asking him to do, like trying to hickey me. <laughs> but Ooh. he doesn't do it hard enough, but just yeah. like, oh. no, no, you're, like you literally cannot hickey me. I'm too dark. Like it will not leave marks. Really? Like, so Wait, so you're hard to hickey? Yeah, I've never, no one's ever actually like marked me. <laughs> Can you describe like the sensation or what it feels like to you or what you like about it? And also I'd like details about your nipples and what you like having done to them. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, just for my neck, I don't know. Like, part of me, like it, I just get like so tingly, and mm-hmm. like, I'll like I can't do anything. Yeah. Like when when it gets like the right spots, like I would literally just like convulse. Yeah. And, like like I feel like my senses are just like completely overloaded, and like if he's touching me and like fingering me at the same time, it's like I pretty much kind of die a bit. <laughs> That's great. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like nipples, it's not as intense as with my neck and that like my neck like at some point like I have to pull away just because it's, it gets too much and like I can't even like feel anywhere else uh with my nipples I feel like it's like a warming feeling and then it kind of like moves down towards my stomach and then down to my lady bits okay. and, like I don't get any like I get full body like in general stimulation from nipples but I don't think that they're de- like I hear a lot of people describe also a lot of men describe that like nipple he is one of them really like, oh yeah 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 like I like <laughs> what do you do to his nipples like, I in my mind it's like my KO move when I'm like oh yeah like in a position and, like he's really enjoying himself I'm like oh you think it's good now and then I'll just like 
start playing with his nipples, like loses it. That's awesome. I think he's actually more sensitive than me. Wow. I think I don't pay enough attention to nipples now. It's occurring to me. Also, it's been so long since I've been with a woman. So I'm like, I mean, not that men nipples are less good, but they're just smaller. Well, I mean, it wasn't a reflex for me. Like he told me, he was like, by the way, like, you like you can you can like touch me this way. And it's like, oh, you like that? And he's like, yeah, no, like I really, really like it. I'm like, oh, okay. And then like testing, I was like, okay, he really, really, really likes That's it when I play so with nipples. Cool. Oh, what are his balls like? Are you allowed to like suck on them and bite them, or are they sensitive? I like sucking on them. I don't think he's ever mentioned really like a sensitivity per se. Um, he he's told me that he what he likes is like let's say like if I'm um giving a hand job or a blow job, mm-hmm. like to cup the balls and kind of like move them as I move the dick kind of like he didn't tell me why but I'm assuming it's kind of like it feels like more support yeah yeah so I I get pretty much like (laughs) so like basically like a free pass to do what I want and Mm. like he'll just like if it's too hard or too fast or like getting too sensitive in certain areas so okay I'm gonna ask a question that might be annoying is it way hotter to dirty talk in French? Honestly, I can't dirty talk. Oh, like, I, yet. I can't. <laughs> yet. Yet. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a yet thing. Maybe it's like, it, like I just know that I can't take myself seriously or find myself sexual. When I, I had to have a lot of examples, and it wasn't until my master started saying stuff to me. Like, I had to have a person that I was, like, into say all these filthy things. And after a while, I just started mirroring it back. And now I'm just like a fountain of filth. <laughs> Maybe it'll come out like that, for sure. Because, like, I've never had a partner particularly cared for dirty talk yeah. either. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, like, someone who's, like, super easily distracted. Like, I can't have sex with music on or, like, the Same. TV on and have to be in a quiet space. I'll, yeah, I'll be like, wait, can you turn it down? Can you turn it down more? And they're like, this is the last notch. And I'm like, I think the lyrics otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a hypersensory. I wonder if that is related to anxiety. Like, I wonder if people who just, like, notice a lot more details in their environment tend to be, like, vibrating at that frequency. Because it's, I also, after I orgasm, get way more sensitive to light and sound. Do you have anything like that? No. Not after orgasm. Okay. Just in general. No. Actually, like, orgasm is just, like, a, whoo, really relaxed. That's and great. then, like, after, like, a couple of minutes, like, super horny, even more than I was. Before. Really? Wait, so then can you have multiples, or do you, like, do you, what, what are your... I get multiples. Ooh, great. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty mean in that, like, sometimes, like, I won't even tell them that I've come. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just let him keep going and going. Look. Like, uh, like lift up his head and like, are you okay? Like, is this okay? It's like, oh, I've already had, like, two orgasms. It's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. And I say that as long as you are not breaking an agreement, for example, my master requires that I ask permission to come. If you don't have that mm-hmm. rule, you don't have to tell him. That's what I think. <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, if he's still going to keep going, he's going to keep going. <laughs> and then he'll stop when he wants to. Have you ever played around with like edging or stuff like that where where he's like controlling your orgasm? Or is that something you would want to try? That is something that I'd be very curious to try. I think before that, though, for sure, we'd, I'd have to work on how effectively I communicate when I get close. Because yep. like sometimes I'll kind of edge, but it's like it's not voluntary in any way. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be really close. Same. And that's when he's like, I got to breathe <laughs> to do it like intentionally and like have him really in control. I, I find that very intriguing. What are your favorite things about sex kind of in general? Well, like for me, sex is really like 
an opportunity to connect with someone. Especially since I met my current partner. Like, I remember the first time we had sex, I was kind of, like, in shock. Because for me, it was, like, the first time I was like, wow, I'm with a male partner who I have a connection with. Like, I could feel the way that he was touching me and holding that he wanted me, cared about me, and was excited yeah. by me. Whereas, like, with previous partners before, it was, I was, like, either, like, okay, it's, like, obligated, kind of, because of, it's, like, yeah. expected, or I owe it to him. Or, like, sometimes, I don't know other ways to kind of like explain this but like I guess maybe it's like a toxic masculinity thing but like you know like guys are like so like macho and sure of themselves that like they just kind of make you feel used because like they're Mm -hmm. just using you to justify how great they are as men because look at how great they are in bed kind of yeah so like like that disconnect is is that's definitely something that like really quickly as soon as I feel that way it's like oh this is this is not gonna work and I'm not be particularly pleasured by it so like definitely getting that like safe connective space uh. totally and as I'm hearing you talk I'm thinking about the irony in my own personhood of like no I definitely want to serve my partner and be used by them but not if they just expect that without checking in with me to make sure that I want it because that's gross (laughs) And that's, you know, and so the, for me, it's like, oh, you're so exiting my life because I don't feel safe. Like, I don't feel secure that you're able to pay attention to my experience. Because I have a working theory that it comes from this place of deep insecurity that, like, hanging <laughs> on to those, like, no, I'm macho, comes from this place of, like, I can't possibly share my sensitive side because of the culture that we have currently of, like, fear of shame mm-hmm. and guilt and judgment and being called a sissy man, whatever. Exactly. And like, if, if I'm a real man, I have to be good in bed. I have to be able to make all of my partners have multiple orgasms. And it's like, and then it's so disconnected that I'm just like, well, but you could actually literally harm me because you're so involved in your own experience. So goodbye. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's how I got herpes in my throat for real. True story. Like, like I had, I had, a, yeah, I mean like that I had a daddy dom that just, he didn't understand disclosures. Anyway, it comes to say that like, intention really matters whether it's explicitly or whether it's shown in like little ways like it will show through especially during sex because it's like a vulnerable moment and like like if I'm not comfortable or if I don't feel like I can trust or really understand what the other person wants or is finding pleasure from by having sex with me it's like no I'm not gonna really get into it yeah for sure so you went from not talking about sex very much with partners to it sounds like now you do talk about it And I heard you talk about, like, asking other friends how they do it. Was there anything else that helped you along that journey? Like, really specifically, like, targeted sex? No. I think, for sure, though, with my current partner, I did get more comfortable talking about sex or just, like, exploring sexuality because pretty early on, I noticed his movie collection. I love my partner so much. He is so cute with all his, like, little, like, neurotic little organization tics. And he likes to organize his movies by category. And there's this one category that I like to call the sexual psychological thriller category. And those are, like, really among some of his most favorite movies. And, like, the first couple of times, like, we did movie nights and he would pick them. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is in new genre. And like, wow, these are great sex scenes and tension, blah, blah, blah. And, like, after, like, three movies, I was like, okay is this pattern here because like there's there's something there that he particularly likes and then at some point I was like so are you just like really into sex and murder (laughs) (laughs) 
there are like so many movies about that in different ways. And it's like, you want to talk to me about this? And I think that kind of just like opened up another door of conversation. Like, oh, well, like this turns me on because of this. And I was like, oh, okay. And like just naturally it kind of (laughs) evolved into it. So like in real life, is this something you'd want to do or try? Not the murdering though, right? No, no, not the murdering. Are any of those movies worth recommending? One of the ones that he really liked that I found particularly, like, I still don't know how I feel about it. I believe it's Blue Velvet, mm-hmm. David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, with, like, the woman who's asking the guy basically to, like, beat the crap out of her during sex. Yeah. And I was like, I remember watching that and I was like, huh. <laughs> like, how? And, like, part of my mind was like, no, but, like, if you're a real feminist, like, this is not okay. But then another part of my mind is like, but that could be fun to try. Totally. <laughs> Do your feminist perspectives ever feel at odds with your kink explorations? No. Uh, surprisingly, I haven't. Yeah. And again, I think it's just especially because as we explore, it's really in a context of we're communicating mm-hmm. and I feel respected. And he doesn't try things out of the blue without mentioning them to me. Yeah. Or in fact, he'll be something like more on the tentative side and like he will actually ask for permission beforehand. So I've yeah. never had to feel like okay this is not okay i gotta stop you and like we gotta discuss about this like outside of the bedroom before bringing it into the bedroom yeah. kind of way do you have safe words no you're just getting not started determined so far. yeah yeah for sure definitely just getting started <laughs> really like brand new little babies That's so cool but for sure would like to establish them and i'd definitely be curious about some role play because i don't know what what kind of kink this would fall under but yeah, it's like, it's going to sound terrible, like a rapey undertone kind of kink. Because mm-hmm. I remember like one of like the hottest times we had sex, I was like kind of half asleep. And I knew that he was horny and like he was starting, he was like massaging me because I can't go to sleep without belly or back rubs. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like really annoying. And like I roll oh. around all the time until he's like, OK, just lie down. Don't move. I will pet you until you're close to passing out. That's amazing. I'm going to pretend like that's my thing. I'm going to borrow that next time I meet someone. <laughs> Oh, it's really effective because, like, for sure, I, like, I'll just, like, roll around the sheets and I'm like, oh, my God, stop. I'll just pet you. Just stop. That's so cute. So, like, <laughs> so, like yeah, he was petting me. And then, like, oh, the petting was kind of, like, going, like, yeah. all over the body and then playing with my breasts. And then, like, like suddenly just, like, flipped me on my back. And then just, like, like by then I was already excited. So mm-hmm. it just, like, went straight into penetration. He was, like, just whispering, like, oh, just relax. All I'm doing is being a good friend mm. in, in French. She was saying this. And, like, for some reason, that was just so Wait, <laughs> huge. Can you off. say that for us in French? Oh, it's the um, relax. Je suis juste ton ami. Je suis un très bon ami. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that funnily because I'm laughing. And I have an Anglophone accent with it. But, like, uh, it was just so hot. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I think consensual non-consent fantasies are great. And especially if you do pick a safe word, then then you can actually like play them out in, in real life. Would you ever want to fully have sleep sex? <laughs> like if you were asleep and he was awake? Because that's one of my fantasies. I just haven't had a partner that's like woken up and been horny and has taken me up on the offer, you know? I would like that. I actually would be very curious. I've told him if, once before at least that like, I, I think I mentioned like, by the way, it'd be really cool yeah. if, like someday. Like, wake me up in the morning, like, by eating me yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so, so cool. Definitely want that to happen, for sure. Probably would wake up drink, because I'm not, like, the heaviest sleep of sleepers. Yeah. But I do it to yeah, him same. pretty often. Oh, really? Because, yeah, he's done his studies, but 
I'm a very last minute person who will study until like 1 or 2 a.m. Uh-huh. sometimes. So like he'll be passed out. And if I'm horny by the time I come to bed, I just get on in with a blowjob and then he'll just wake up. And by then I'm like, hey, I'm going to get on top of you now. I love that. And I'm guessing he doesn't mind. Oh, no, not at all. Like he starts out really confused, but then the confused goes to, oh. Oh, this is what's happening. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and then have you had much chance to practice health and safety conversations with partners? No, I think that is like one of the biggest things that I'm not, you were mentioning like the shame meter at the beginning, Mm -hmm. like for sure on a shame scale of like zero to 10, where 10 is high shame. I'm at a 10 for like the safe sex practice. Mm. Cause like, honestly, never, never had that conversation with the partners, like either like before, like in the leading up to getting into the bedroom to like even like right before actual sex even though like sometimes like, it would happen like in the back of my mind I was like oh shit forgot the condom well now it sounds like you're with a partner and I'm sure you guys have your whatever you need to have figured out figured out mm-hmm. with new people do you feel like at this point in your life you could try a new thing or does it still feel like just scary if you were to like like and I'm, I'm envisioning like COVID is over we're looking at couple swap mm-hmm. possibilities or things like that yeah for sure I like knowing what I'm getting into yeah. and like not having to worry about like, oh, but what if or like adapting or like what if they don't like it? Yeah. <laughs> or it becomes awkward. So yeah, for sure. And I, I'm really hoping that like consent and talking about safety really explicitly and not feeling ashamed of bringing that up should be something that could be integrated into the sex ed classes yeah. that exist. Yeah. Or like yeah. maybe even creating new ones. They were like, yeah, like invite students to participate in like a kind of workshop setting where like you actually have to practice it with a member of the same sex and a member of the opposite sex too, just to like verbalize yeah. it and like kind of get it in your head. You said that you're not that into dirty talk yet. What about sexting or sending nudes? My boyfriend doesn't really sext me. Sometimes I will. It's not something that I like I get excited in doing or necessarily reading when I do do it since it's pretty sporadic too like he'll always be like oh my gosh I really want you now and like that will be like a little like oh yay success <laughs> wait so when do you do it is like when you're horny or do you just like make a choice like today on the calendar I will sext what I'm horny when I know that it's been a while and I know that he's horny but what I'm not horny I will tell him and I'll be like hey like I'll be very happy to give you blowjobs or handjobs but like I'm not in the mood for penetration for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Usually he'll be fine with that. So like when I know that it's been like long enough and like to the point where I'll offer him a blowjob and he'll be like, no, next time I come, it's because we'll be having sex. Oh. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, okay, now's a good time to Ooh. send him a sexy picture or like a little <laughs> like text while he's at work. <laughs> That's great. Well, at work, he's at home. Homework, yeah, <laughs> work, yeah. But... Work from home. Oh yeah, how has it been? How has that been for you? COVID for me, hasn't really changed much just because um with my current program I actually intern at the hospital three days a week and then another day of the week I'm for one of my classes so I get enough social time with other people and I still have like work out of my home place so that's fine for me but I know that my partner on the other hand he finds it like a lot harder like after a lot after a day's work like he like physically has to leave our apartment at least for a good two hours to walk around just to be like not in the workspace anymore okay that's a sizable Mm -hmm. transition okay 
Uh, you mentioned your new vibrator. What other sex toys, if any, do you have or want to get? Ooh, I actually have a good a, a few. So that vibrator that I have, I've, I've had it for a while, actually. I got it with my first boyfriend, and he's actually the one who was like, you know what? If you if I can't make you orgasm, then I will buy you a vibrator. Oh. <laughs> and you can practice trying to make yourself orgasm, which is from an, that I appreciated, like, as a step, for sure. sure. I still have it, and I actually only started reuse, like reusing it after, like, five years of it just being in a box this last year yeah i also had like one of those like you know like those vibrating beans kind of um but it comes with like a little like rubber attachments that you can like either put it in yourself and then like easily pull it out yeah. the string part, actually turn it into like a cock ring kind of. oh wait um, i don't think i've seen this <gasps> it can turn into a cock ring i need to get one there's like the bean and then like string part and then it looks like just like a rubber like loop but that loop fits around it I think I just didn't realize what you could do with it. That makes total sense. <laughs> oh, but it works great. I lost the charger for it, unfortunately, but oh. no, I love it. And like sometimes like I'd actually asked him to put it in the back door while he was penetrating me and have it on. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> he was surprised the first time we tried it, though, because he's like, oh, I can feel the vibration. Yeah, too. And I was like, that's so well, cool, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, we're touching very closely. <laughs> I have, um, I think the word in English is geisha balls, mm -hmm. just like, you know, those like glass beads and then you can put them in like for like basically like, Kegel kind mm -hmm. of practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I haven't tried them in during penetration. He's not particularly interested in it. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I have like enough space. Room. Yeah. I actually didn't know that you could have them in during penetration. Definitely wanting to try putting them though in my anus instead though. So definitely um, going to try that out sometime soon with him. We also have like some rope, but he sucks at tying knots. It is a lot to learn. Like you have to like learn how to tie. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we go with like the new cuffs instead. Totally. <laughs> that works a lot better. And then you mentioned that you might be interested in being together in a space with others around would that be at like a sex party or a, are there sex clubs there like what what do you imagine i don't even know what they have here, to be honest <laughs> like our groups of friends like his more so than mine are just pretty conservative mm -hmm. mine it really varies depending so we don't have anyone that we can ask the question to or that yeah. we know takes in parties or clubs but i think it'd be something that we'd be curious to look into at least to see if that exists here if you could theoretically find a club with a good vibe would you be into that yeah for sure like definitely would want to like check out the place and like kind of like the vibe of it and like is it okay if like we just at least show up and maybe not even like partake with other people and kind of just like observe oh, yeah. cool or like or if it has to like if you're there then you got to go all in kind of um yeah no but, i i would definitely do a recon mission is there anything else about your sex life like disasters or triumphs or just things we haven't covered yet that need to be shared? One that I like to share about, and I think this was something that really marked me in my sexual journey and kind of led to certain insecurity for sure. But like I'd mentioned before that my first boyfriend had fetishes already, yeah. was really like specific about what he liked and stuff. And in catering to his fetishes at some point, I kind of felt like it wasn't even me that he was interested in or attracted to, but like more like the fetishes that I was actually acting out, if that makes sense. 
So that was a particular like barrier, like mentally and emotionally. If it was just anybody else, then like that it wouldn't matter. You'd be just as excited. Like, do you even get turned on by just me when I'm not doing like your like the role plays and stuff too? Uh, It was very particular for sure. How was that? being your very first sexual experience like what emotional effect did it have on you I think like emotionally kind of reinforced like the negative self-talk that I had for mm-hmm. sure of like oh well like I mean like the negative like like oh, I'm not particularly attractive and oh not like the most desirable or sexual person especially since, like since you don't know yourself sexually then you can't necessarily be like sexually attractive kind of oh my gosh yes I can relate to that thought what are your overall hopes for your sexual self going forward in life I hope that I will have opportunities to explore more of my fantasies with maybe my current partner or if it should so happen with another partner or just other people too in different situations and also kind of find more people to have conversations about sex with too. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I think 16-year-old me because that's when... I think at 16, that's when I was seeing like the most of my peers and friends becoming sexually active and just let her know that, you know, sex, sexuality, self-worth and being loved are not one and the same thing in any way. And it's not because you have less of or maybe don't even have some of one in a certain context that you can't have access to the other things like you don't have to have sex to be to feel that you're loved or desired by someone. Beautiful. Do you have a sex question for me? If you could do anything, anything at all, with a complete stranger, what would it be? Ooh. Do I, and in this question, I get to make up like the stranger, like I get to make up what they yeah. are like. Okay. I have been craving a vagina-owning dom. It's been now almost two years since I've been with a vagina-bodied person, and I feel nervous. Like, I'm like, oh, I lost my... I don't know anything. But what I know about myself is that when I'm in my personal attempts... (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. call them that. When I'm meeting new people, (laughs) when I'm talking to new people... It's completely different for me. It's a completely different experience than talking to people on this podcast because here people already know pretty much what to expect from me. Like they know that I, what I'm going to be enthusiastic about. They know that it's a safe space for talking about sex. And in real life, I have not yet calibrated to the vast disparity where people are suspicious yeah. of me or assume that I am a sex worker without asking or, you know, all of these things, you know, and then some people just start talking to me like I do a certain thing. And I'm like, wait, no, I think you're confused about what I do. Like I talk about sex a lot. I do a lot. I'm not I'm not available to be on call. You can't pay me to do whatever you want. Like that's not how it works. So I have this fantasy of meeting someone who is a dominatrix and who orders me to lick her or do whatever. Like, I I just want to be used by someone who has 
nice big nipples and <laughs> I know it's such a weird thing but I think I have small nipples and my nipples are great I love them I love them I have no complaints all nipples are great like even like I have a friend who has one inverted nipple that's great too but I think the the for me it's I want to be I want to feel fully contained I want someone who wants to tell me what to do I love explicit communication and what I'm also trying to learn now is more implicit communication and so if I'm with someone who I could trust that if I need explicit stuff for clarification but if they themselves can model implicitness for me that's the best way that I learn is by example and Mm -hmm. I just like really want to worship someone and then and then in this fantasy they lead me on a collar into like a room full of people and they like order me to do certain things with all of the different people all around and it's like very fantastic and and maybe it turns into a gangbang and I finally get to have my double (laughs) penetration my triple now I have a triple penetration fantasy because I recently I'm with you yes uh, with my master the last time I saw him a couple weeks ago I had this experience of he was going down on me and it was so good. And then he started fingering me at the same time. And then I was like, please add other finger. Like, I don't, I like mumbled something so that he was then fingering me in both holes. And then I was just like, I need your cock. I need your cock. And I just started like wiggling down the, like, like over so that then, yeah. Like, yeah and like, I, and I thought, and he was like, what? Oh, you're going. Okay. You know, and normally, <laughs> normally I don't do things like that when I'm in session with him like I wait for an order or I ask for permission and in this one I was just like please 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 I need your cock and like he didn't like hear me at first because his head was squished between my thighs and and so then I had all three holes filled by him and I felt so relaxed and contained and just in pure bliss and I had an amazing third orgasm so so I think yeah if that could be the culmination of that fantasy and and my my master's in that fantasy but if I'm meeting a stranger I would love I would love for them to yeah have a vagina and some tits I mean, like at the same time in that context too like take away like that ambiguity of like I don't really know much about other female bodies too because it's been a while kind of (laughs) and that's totally my dream because I also know that like that's how I got into butt stuff that's how I ate an asshole for the first time is my first night submitting to my master he was like you're gonna lick your master's asshole and I was like okay but if I had been a boyfriend that was like awkward or nervous or was like trying to be a feminist and was trying to ask me if I wanted it like what I've learned about myself is I have really clear boundaries in my head but my anxiety is so high that I don't want to be asked. I'm in charge of so many decisions in my life. I want you to tell me if you want to pee on me and I'll tell you yes or no if I'm in the mood. You know, I'll use my safe word if I need to use it that day. But like, I don't want you to be like, would you like to receive my urine? Because I'm like, I still have enough social, cultural. Yeah. And and that's when I'm like, no, I'm the submissive. (laughs) Like you have to tell me. (laughs) So yes, that's, that's, that's my current uh, stranger fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. <laughs> I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. 
sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wildly, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wildly.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.